Good morning, everyone, and welcome again to the Sanctuary of Quest Church and to our first 9 o'clock service as we begin a two-service format. And I want to remind you just of a couple of things. Pastor Josh hit on number one. Monday night is going to be a worship experience, and you do not want to miss that, right? Online at 7 o'clock, it's going to be super powerful. And then next Sunday, we do a 9 o'clock service, but the 1030 service will be a drive-in service in the parking lot. You do not want to miss that. It's going to be super great like it was last time. Get here early and get you a good parking spot. And then the following Sunday is Mother's Day, and we're believing God that we can start meeting in the building on that day. Now, we're going to give you further instruction and stay connected so that we can keep you informed on exactly how that's going to unroll or exactly how that's going to transpire. I pray you've enjoyed this series on stretch. Uh, we talked about the first part, we talked about pressure, and then Wednesday we talked about patience. And today I'm going to take you into the third realm of stretch, which is the ability to persevere. Let me pray for you, and I want to speak the blessing of God over your life. Father, I thank you for all of our families and all the families that are watching, the people that are watching today. And I do decree and declare your blessing over their life. We pray, God, you will reverse any curse in Jesus' name. We break that curse. We dismiss any generational spirit that may be attached to the lineage of any family watching, that that would be broken in Jesus' name. And, Father, we release revelation in our homes and in our hearts today. Help us to see things for the first time today. Let there be an enlightening, a, a proper understanding of Scripture. And we thank you, God, that certain deliverances will begin in people's lives today. And for those who have not accepted you as Lord and Savior, this will be the day that they will come into the kingdom of God. Those that are away from you will come home to be robed, to receive their ring. And we thank you for sonship in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. amen. God is good, isn't he? Yes, he is. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 10, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation for our text, and then we'll get right into this. The Bible says, because you have obeyed my command to persevere, underline that, my command wow. to persevere, I will protect you. From the great time of testing, because you have kept my command to persevere, I will preserve you in the time of testing that will come upon the world to test those who belong to the world. As I was preparing this morning, you know, I had all of this laid out, and I'm on my way to church, Christian, and coming down or up 35, chief, and the Lord began to speak to me about this message. Things that I didn't hear from 3.50 this morning until 7.30. And uh, the download started. And I heard God say these words to me. Perseverance is really a matter of self-respect. Perseverance is really a matter of self-respect. How many times have we started things that we quit? And do you remember the feeling of that? You started it with an intention, midway, one-fourth of the way through, you quit. I fear that we have kind of raised a generation that is too familiar with quitting. So if you don't like school, quit. If you don't like college, drop out, quit. Well, then that translates to if you don't like your marriage, quit. You don't like your job, quit. And I fear that we've put quitting on exhibition more than we have on lasting, on remaining, on, on staying. Um, I thought of this, too, while I was driving. Rarely do we quit 
what we can control. Right? Rarely do we quit what we can control. We usually quit when we can't control. Right? When it's out of your control, you quit. But things you can control, rarely will you quit. Persevering people, I wrote this down. Persevering people trust there is a reward. There's a lesson. There's an opportunity in every challenge of every season. Or for every critical situation, there is some type of opportunity. Persevering people, we said it earlier in this series, perseverity through severity. It's the ability to see through the severity. It's what is on the other side of this that keeps my motivation moving. So the impetus of persevering is being able to last. Now, here's where we get messed up. We mix up two words often. And the two words are persistence versus perseverance. Okay? They're very similar, but also they're very different. Some of the characteristics that are similar uh, to, to persistence and perseverance is this idea of continuity, continuing. But persistence is about continuing in the face of difficulty. Listen carefully. Persistence is about continuing in the face of difficulty for the purpose of achievement or to accomplish a goal. So we persist for the achievement or we persist for the goal. But perseverance is about being steadfast in the face of trial. It's staying the course in spite of the difficulties, right? The focus is not about the ending. It's about the endurance. I hope you didn't miss that. The focus of perseverance is not about the end. It's about the endurance. The focus of persistence is about the end. Persistence says, I'm going to keep on until something changes, right? I'm going to keep on. I'm going to continue until I get what I wanted. But perseverance says, I'm going to be right here. And I'm not moving even if it don't change. So I hope you hear that today. Perseverance says, I might not get what I was looking for, but I am not going to change my conviction. I may not get what I was hoping for, but I'm not going to change what I believed in. So today I pray that you receive an impartation in this season of pause. And as we see the light at the end of the tunnel, that we didn't go into this looking for a reward. You had to go through this with a purpose and a conviction of, I'm going to persevere. I'm not moving my conviction. I'm not changing my faith. I'm not going to let my belief system be shifted no matter what the circumstance looks like. When this is over, I am not going to be any different than I was when I came in in regards to my conviction of faith. In Jesus' name. So I was thinking about the power of persistence, right? And I went to Luke chapter 18. Jesus has a way with words, right? Jesus said, men ought always pray and not faint. And then he talked about a woman. Men ought always pray and not faint. Then he talked about a woman. Because somehow women through scripture, when you talk about prayer, you always find women in that position. Hannah is praying. Deborah is praying. Esther is praying. Persistent widow in Luke chapter 18. Watch what it says. There was in a city a judge that feared God and didn't regard man, but there's a, a widow in that city. And she came to him and she said, avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, though I fear not God or regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me. You know, persistent people will trouble you. A persistent child will trouble daddy, 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 can, can I, daddy, can I, can I, can I, dad? And you may even get upset and say, just stop. 
but you will not forget the persistence of that child. And Jesus says here, watch what he says, this widow is troubling me. He said, but I'm going to avenge her. Let's listen to what Jesus said. Lest by her continual coming, she weary me. This is the judge speaking. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry when? Day and night unto him, though he bear along with them. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Have you ever been through something that lasted a long time, then it's over, and you look back on it, and it seems like the time was taken out of the equation, and you were like, Man, it doesn't seem like it lasted as long as it actually did. And when I was reading that this morning, I thought, you know, when this is over and we're hugging again Uh and buildings are full of people, we're going to look back and we're going to say, man, that was a short time. And I just want to speak that into your life. Some of you have been praying day and night about stuff and you've been persistent about it and God's going to answer you. And when he does, it's going to be speedily meaning you're going to forget the pain and travail that you went through to get your answer because the answer is going to feel so right that what you went through is going to be a fading memory in relation to the miracle that you're enjoying. He said, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, the Son of Man comes. Now watch what he says, shall I find faith on the earth? So faith now he connects to persistence. So faith isn't just requesting and getting or receiving. It's not about requesting and just receiving like that. Many times faith is connected to persistence. I hope you're hearing that today. Elijah prays for rain, Uh right? He sends a servant up not one time. Not, he had to go up seven times. Six times he said, I see nothing. And Elijah kept sending him up Mount Carmel. But the seventh time he came back and he said, I see something. I just want to tell you, some of you have been praying and sending up prayers. The answer is coming back this time, I see something. Yeah, you prayed and prayed. You saw nothing. You saw nothing. You saw nothing. But this time... God is about to show you something. And I don't know about you all, but it don't take me but just seeing a little bit to give me a whole lot of faith. So I believe God is about to show you something. So in our text, that was a good introduction. (laughs) Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will keep you from the hour of testing. An amazing passage of scripture as it relates to studying the people of God in the end time, or in reference to eschatology, just to throw in a big word for you, okay? Eschatology is a study of the end times. That's what Revelation is all about. So he says this, I'm going to, now watch this, protect you because you have kept my command to persevere, okay? So notice this, perseverance is not a suggestion. Perseverance is not an encouragement. Perseverance is a command. You have kept my command to persevere. And I was thinking, man, what responsibility would we put on our children if we commanded them to stay in there? If we commanded them to last? No, you're you're going to stay in there. You're not just going to quit. I believe we could raise up a generation of champions if we started teaching the ability and the art of perseverance and not this languid spirit of quitting. Here's a quote for you from Pastor Rick. He that perseveres makes every problem a promotion. And he that perseveres makes every difficulty a Work for his good. He that perseveres makes every difficulty work for his good. So what does it mean literally to persevere? It means to stay in the same place regardless of what it looks like. It, It means to remain in the same place or to have fortitude in the face of difficulties. Persevere. To have fortitude in the face of difficulties. To be stationary. 
to be steadfast, to be permanent. Here's the last definition for you, and we're going to focus in and hone in on this. To remain. To remain. Now listen to this. Be determined and do not despair. Our greatest work in this earth is not done by our gifts. It's not done by our talents. It is done through our perseverance. The greatest work you will ever do in this earth is done through your perseverance. You will value it more. It counts more to you. It builds self-respect. Remember the beginning of the message? Perseverance is all about self-respect. When you complete it, you look and you now gain respect for yourself. That's when you say, I'm sorry I had faith for you all, but I'm persevering for me. There's some things you've got to accomplish for yourself. So your profession of faith is not proved by how loud you can get when you desire something. Your profession of faith is not proved by how loud you can get when you desire something. It is proved by how long you can last when it hasn't arrived. Your faith is proved by your ability to endure or your ability to persevere. So remember that last definition I gave you, to remain. Now I want to take you to the Old Testament just for a moment because there's an incredible king called Hezekiah who had many propensities. He had many bends. He was just a guy who was king, kind of like us. Many bends, many tendencies, many propensities, but he's a guy that really loved the Lord. He's being attacked by a guy named Sennacherib. Sennacherib had built the Assyrian army and they had a They had conquered every foe that they faced. And now they have arrived to Jerusalem, God's holy city. And who is in there? Hezekiah. I hope you don't lose me because I know this is going to change your life. And Sennacherib comes with a battering ram that it took 10,000 men to carry. They're hammering on the front gate of Jerusalem like they are going to overtake Jerusalem. But Hezekiah does not bend. Hezekiah does not bow. Hear me today. Hezekiah does not run from the intimidation. And the Bible says in verse 9 of 2 Chronicles 32 that when Sennacherib, king of Assyria, and all his forces were laying siege, he sent his officers to Jerusalem with the message for Hezekiah, king of Judah, and for all of the people of Judah who were there. He sent a message, we're going to get you. This is what Sennacherib, king of Assyria, says. Watch what he says. What, to Hezekiah, listen carefully. What are you basing your confidence on? (laughs) That you remain in Jerusalem knowing you're under siege. Where are you getting this confidence? Why, Why are you running like everyone else? Why would you remain while you know you are under siege? Sennacherib's name means the thorn that threatens. The thorn that threatens. See, threats come as an expression or an intention to inflict evil. It's not evil itself. It's an expression of evil. It's the intention. A threat is the intention. It's not evil. It's just the intention of evil. And that's what Sennacherib is doing. He's threatening Hezekiah. Many people run in the face of the threat. What if a real battle showed up? See, talking, if talking can intimidate you, if the words of the enemy can intimidate you, what if the enemy actually showed up? I've learned this about threats. Threats will lock you out of your future. Number one. Number two, threats will confine you from expanding. Amen. Number two, Amen. go back and listen to this and get all these down, write all, all of them down. Number three, threats intimidate you out of your purpose. That's what Goliath tried to do to David. He tried to intimidate him out of his purpose. What, why would you send out a little boy to fight a giant? Those are words of intimidation. 
Boy, but that young man looked at him and he said, I, listen, I do not come to you with a sword or spear. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts whose armies you have defied. Today, you're going down in Jesus. Your threat does not intimidate me. Threats will keep you from the connections that God has provided for your life. Threats will keep you because of something that happened in your past. The enemy will always remind you that it's going to happen again. I'll leave that there. Number five, threats will limit you and keep you from taking risk of faith. Number six, threats will shut you out of the promises of God. Threats will cause you to develop a siege mentality, which is an overly fearful attitude. Now listen, today we silence the threat of this pandemic in Jesus' name. We silence the threat, the intention of evil. We silence the voice of evil. The threat is silenced today. The purpose of a threat is one reason, to cause you fear. The purpose of the threat is to cause you fear. We bind fear today. You see, fear and faith have something in common. Both believe what they cannot see. Faith and fear have something in common. They both believe what they cannot see. Don't be afraid of the day you have never seen. Fear holds you back from flexing your faith muscle. That's what Sennacherib did not want Hezekiah to do. That's what this pandemic is not wanting you to do. I told the devil today, you may have us on lockdown or this may have us on lockdown. Or this pandemic may have us on lockdown. But do not underestimate that we are locked in. We are locked in our faith. We are locked into our belief in God. All you did was fortify our faith. All you did is remind us of who we are in Christ. All you did was connect us at a greater level. You thought you were segregating us and separating us, and you didn't know we were going to go underground and connect at a deeper level than we've ever did before. And Satan, you are rebuked in the name of Jesus, and the fear is removed from your home. In Jesus' name. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a very known God. You say, my future is unknown, but your God is known. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to the God you know. In Jesus' name. So how do you handle the threat? You remain. You remain in Jerusalem. You persevere. You hang in there. You ought to tell somebody, hang in there. Amen. Persevere. You're going to make it. You're going to last. Everything is going to be all right. Hebrews 4.14 says, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Your profession is what you say about the God you serve. I came by to tell you I am not letting this circumstance change what I've always said about the Lord. The Lord is a deliverer. The Lord is a savior. The Lord protects. The Lord provides. The Lord preserves. He's got you. So be confident in that and hold fast. Remain in your profession. Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Listen now, without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Let's say it together. He is faithful that promised. So remain in that profession. Do not let the word change that is in your mouth. In Jesus' name, man, I want to run around this building. I came to encourage you today. There's a reason you are persevering. There's a reason you are enduring. God is building something in you that could not be built without this season. Your Your profession is becoming stronger. Your conviction and your character is growing. Remain. Do not change your stance on what you've always believe persevere in Jesus name so this pause has taught us how to handle pressure this pause has taught us to learn patience this pause has taught us the value 
of perseverance. Can I finish this real quick? Because I got part two coming at you in, at 1030. I'm going to take this coat off and preach at 1030. But let me, let me just end this by telling you, and I, sincerely, I pray you're being encouraged. I really do. Come on, man. This Christianity thing, this, this believing in Jesus Christ, God never said this was going to be easy. <laughs> he never said it. You're going to just have it just rosy, just easy, easy. He never said that. Matter of fact, I didn't even know what fighting was till I got saved. Amen. Then I realized who the real enemy was. So I want to end it on this. Persevere, persevere. And watch what he says. You have kept my command to persevere. Now I will preserve you from the test. If you persevere, he will preserve. Boy, I hope you hear that. What a, what a paradox. You are persevering and he is preserving. You're holding on and he's holding you. You're standing firm and he's holding you up. Revelation 3.10, I will preserve you from the time of testing. I thought, Lord, you know, things get better when they are preserved. Amen. Right? Mm -hmm. Things get better over time. Yeah. Psalm 121, verse 1. I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer your foot to slip. He that keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he that keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. He preserves those who persevere. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade upon your right hand. The sun shall not smite you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. Preach in this building. He shall preserve your soul. That is the seat of your emotions. He will preserve your emotional makeup. Your soul, not just your spirit, not just your physical being, but your soul. I speak that over you today. No phobias, no trepidations, no panic attacks, no nervous breakdowns. In Jesus' name, he is preserving your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out. He shall preserve your coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. See, preserve and keep have the same meaning. To hedge about, to guard you, to attend to you, to protect you. Man, I want to preach in this building here. Psalm 31, 23. Oh, love the Lord, saints, for the Lord preserves the faithful. He preserves those who persevere. Psalm 37, 28. For the Lord loves judgment. He forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever. Psalm 116, verse 6. I'm giving you word today. The Lord preserves the simple. You know, you know what that means? People who get too open to stuff. People who get too, too roomy with stuff. They let too much stuff in. God sees you and he still preserves you. Thank you Jesus. Psalm 145 verse 20. The Lord preserves all them that love him. Jude 1.1 1, 1, New Testament. Jude the servant of Jesus Christ. Brother of James to them that are sanctified. And to those who are preserved in Jesus Christ. Why? Because they are called. If you're called, you are preserved. Thank you, Jesus. So I'll leave you with that today. Persevere. Amen. He will preserve. You last. You remain. Yes. Do not let this thing change your conviction. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the next service, we're going to talk about the promise on the other side of perseverance. Amen. Yeah, there's a prize in this perseverance. You need to nudge somebody and tell them right now, I'm in it to win it, baby. I'm in it to win it. There's a reward on the other side of this. So I speak the blessing of God over you now. Be encouraged to keep on keeping on. Keep persevering. It's not a gift. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. Persevere in Jesus' name. 
Now, while you're sitting there, if you're not right with God, I tell you now, it's a great opportunity for you to give your heart to him. If you're away from the Lord, it's a great moment for you to come back to him. The anointing I feel on this platform behind this table is the same anointing you're feeling right there in your living room. And all you have to do is just lift your hands and say, Jesus, come into my life. I want to be your child. Be my savior. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of my iniquity. He'll come right in there. If you'll just tell him, Lord, I confess with my mouth that you are Lord and Savior. Be the Lord of my life. He will take your life over. You'll become a new creation and old things will leave and all things will become new. So I speak that, that, that to you today and please let us know you prayed that prayer. In the name of Jesus.